It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week, the most jam-packed 60 minutes of racing news you can use. If it's got four wheels and it goes real fast, we like to talk about it right here. I'm uh, William Barber, a.k.a. WB, or as uh, my nieces and nephews like to call me, Brokefoot, uh, and <laughs> sitting high atop. His pit box is none other than Alfie. Alfie, what are you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, William? Glad to be back with you again this week as we get set for the uh, NASCAR playoffs to kick off at Darlington this weekend. So uh, very excited to uh, get things rolling now as the schedule goes back to normal after after this little brief COVID-19 portion of the schedule here in NASCAR. So uh, very, very exciting, William. We had some great racing last weekend at Daytona. And looking forward to a great race and the kickoff of the playoffs at Darlington this upcoming weekend for the uh, Southern 500, which is being presented by Cookouts. This week on Southern Race Week, Alfie, go catch up with the president of Darlington Speedway. Is that not true? That's right, Kerry Tharp, the main man in charge over at Darlington. He'll be joining us to uh, break down and talk about the history of Darlington. And also the great tradition they've been doing on here for six years now with the throwback weekend at Darlington. Some real cool paint schemes that are going to be coming up at Darlington. So we'll talk a little bit about that. The history of uh, the Darlington Raceway and the Southern 500. So that's going to be really awesome. And then also, William, as we mentioned, the playoffs kicking off this weekend in the uh, Cubs Series, Truck Series, and the Xfinity Series as well. So we'll be talking with Doug Turnbull. Uh, the uh, Performance Racing Network as he'll break down the first three races in the playoff schedule, which is Darlington and then two short tracks before the first elimination in the playoffs. After three races, the bottom four drivers will be out of contention for the championship, William. Well, you know, and that's what's been making this year's season, um, even though it was been jammed up into being as, as quick as possible and having multiple races, even sometimes uh, in a day or multiple races specifically on the same same track, same weekend, uh, it's made it kind of interesting for race fans. And, and uh, I know a lot of race fans got to go and actually attend the race at Daytona this past weekend. And as always, to, there toward the end of the, day, the Daytona race, it ended up being a, a, a wreck fest and slug fest to see who could come out on top. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the ProLite model from Hueytown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. Yet again, bringing you another week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set to go playoff racing beginning this weekend at Darlington. That's right, the field of 16 have been set, and the playoffs will begin this upcoming weekend in Darlington. Labor Day weekend, throwback weekend at Darlington. And to give us all the information and all the up-to-date info of what's going to be going on this weekend at Darlington Raceway, let's welcome in the main man in charge over at Darlington. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Kerry Thorpe. 
Mr. Wow, what what an intro, Alfred. I appreciate that. Well, uh, Mr. Tharp, when we have a big deal guest on, we want to bring him in in a big, <laughs> big deal uh, opening. You know, kind of like with the wrestlers when they come out. You know, you always have to have yeah, that announcer. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on Sunday Street Radio. And before we talk about what's going on this weekend, I want to commend you and NASCAR. We had such a, with this COVID-19 situation, and everything's shutting down, not only around the world, but also the world of sports. Uh, there were many, many weeks when myself personally, and I'm sure a lot of race fans and, and even sports fans in general were just, just thriving and thirsting for some live sporting event. And NASCAR came back. Darlington was there ready to go to kick off the COVID-19, uh, I guess you can call it the section of the schedule, as you guys took mm-hmm. a break, resumed. And you guys had two big races at Darlington to kind of re-welcome NASCAR here in 2020. And with that, I think a lot of fans who are just even maybe not necessarily NASCAR fans, but just fans who wanted to see some kind of live sports tuned in and watched two great races to kick off uh, the schedule again at Darlington. For you personally, how awesome was it for you to have Darlington as that track that restarted NASCAR here in 2020? And for many, maybe people who are just maybe checking it out to watch some kind of live sporting event, uh, how great was it for your track to be featured uh, amongst maybe some newbies who haven't checked out the sport before to check out your facility and the racing, the great racing that goes on in Darlington? Well, thanks for having me on, Alfred. And, and certainly back in May when we uh, kind of jump-started, uh, you know, the sports world back to live competition, it was indeed a, a special time for us. And, uh you know, it was it was really kind of surreal not having fans on property uh, when we had those races. Uh, but uh, you know, that's that's kind of where we are, where we were when we came back from the pandemic. And uh, you know, having those races here and, and being able to to pull that off, uh, you know, with the protocols that NASCAR has established uh, regarding this pandemic, uh, you know, I'd have to say was was a quite an admirable accomplishment and and uh you know nascar's really been kind of a leader in that area getting getting live sports back and and really been a leader in getting uh fans back at at, at the venues and so we're going to be fortunate enough to have some fans here uh sunday night for the cookout southern 500 but it's been a great uh a great opportunity a great experience uh uh you know certainly um, you know, these times that we're in right now are um, times that we've never experienced before. And so, uh, but I, I must say that I think NASCAR, its leadership and and the people that, um, you know, put on the races uh, uh, from the sanctioning body have done a, a very nice job in, in uh, putting all this together and and, and getting thing, things done in a very uh, safe and uh, thoughtful manner. Now, when you look at uh, Darlington Raceway, and at least for me personally, when I think of Darlington Raceway, I had the opportunity to go to one uh, Southern 500 a few years ago when you guys got the race weekend back from Atlanta Motor Speedway during the Labor Day weekend holiday. And mm-hmm. I got to say, walking into Darlington, I kind of had that same feeling as a baseball fan walking into Wrigley Field. Um, sure. You get those goosebumps because Darlington is one of those tracks that uh, were one of the you know, original tracks in NASCAR, one of those legendary tracks and with tracks like Rockingham and North Wilkesboro that have closed down and no longer house NASCAR racing for you guys to continue this tradition. Cause the track has been around since 1950. So you guys have mm-hmm. been around for quite some time for you to still be operational and still carry this prestigious event. What's that feeling for you as you know, the man who pretty much runs the show over there at, at Darlington. <laughs> 
Well, you know, Darlington Raceway is an iconic facility, and I like your comparison at Wrigley Field because I use that a lot. Uh, you know, we're kind of the Wrigley Field of NASCAR, and mm-hmm. so uh, we may not be the fanciest place or the most modern uh, place uh, that they race, but I think we, we likely are the coolest place that they come to race. So um, being able to, to have the throwback weekend, to be on Labor Day, to the, for the tradition that we've had here in seven-plus decades of racing – uh, is is really really super cool. The fans love coming here. The drivers love it. It's one of their favorite tracks. And to be able to start the playoffs this year at Darlington on Labor Day weekend is is like a dream come true. And so um, it's 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 one of those tracks that has stood the test of time. And um, I think it's a, certainly a fan fra- favorite and and one that uh, people circle on their calendars uh, every year. And one of the cool things that you guys do during the uh, Southern 500, and this is a tradition you guys started, I think, basically when you got the race date back, was the throwback weekend. And I got to tell you, I really enjoy when I went to the track to see the throwback weekend. You see so many NASCAR Hall of Famers. It's like a NASCAR family reunion. Everyone from every decade is there to represent whatever team, whatever decade they raced in. And the throwback schemes of the cars are really awesome. Um, I remember the year that Richard Petty even got black flagged uh, because he was out there driving around and, and enjoying he it. Was. And it was that such a those are such such amazing moments, and I don't think you could get anywhere else but at Darlington and the Southern 500. So tell us about that tradition of the throwback weekend. How did that come about? And and hopefully this is something I'm sure will continue on through years and years and years. Well, the throwback weekend kind of coincided with our return to Labor Day, and it's something that NASCAR and people in Daytona were very interested in establishing some type of uh, special weekend that uh, we could honor the sport and pay tribute to the great legends of the sport, the Hall of Famers, and the people that have made the sport as great as it is. And so uh, that was kind of the idea and the concept behind the uh, the throwback weekend. And uh, you know, it's caught on. Uh, the the drivers love it. The teams love it. Uh, the crews, the media, the sponsors, and certainly the fans have embraced this. And it's grown uh, for every year. Uh, this would be the sixth year that we've had the throwback weekend. And, you know, this has been a different type year. We're not going to be able to have the 25 or 30 Hall of Famers and legends on property that we typically have. Uh, we're just not able to do that. But, uh you know, we're doing some things uh, via social media and some other things to get them incorporated. And, and certainly the paint schemes uh, of, the, of the teams uh, have reflected a lot of that. It's, uh, this, this year we're, we're looking at uh, honoring our champions from years past as uh, this begins the first round of the playoffs uh, here on Sunday night. So uh, you still have the paint schemes. You still have a lot of the history and the nostalgia. And, and uh, you know, certainly – uh, the throwback weekend has, has really uh, been a, a real feather in our cap, and it's something that we hope to continue for many, many years. Speaking with Kerry Tharp here, the main man in charge over at Darlington Raceways, we get set for the Cookout Southern 500 weekend at Darlington Raceways. We kick off the 2020 NASCAR playoffs. And Mr. Tharp, um, you know, as I said, our home, we're, we're based out of Atlanta, and our home track is Atlanta Motor Speedway. And the Folds mm-hmm. of Honor and Quick Trip has done a great job in in that race weekend, and I and I strongly will recommend Quick Trip. Um, I love oh, their yeah. I love their hot dogs. In fact, I think I, I hold too. I think I hold the record in the media center for the most hot dogs consumed during race weekend. <laughs> but um, you oh, guys boy. have an, you guys have another great. And if I was able to come down to Darlington, I might have to have a, a, a eat off with some of those uh, cookout burgers. But uh, you sure. guys are able to attach cookout 
two of the Southern 500 this weekend. So tell us about your relationship with Cookout and, and what a great uh, partner for you guys to uh, attach to the Darlington Raceway uh, race this weekend. Well, we are very pleased to have Cookout as the entitlement sponsor for the Southern 500. This will be their first year doing that. And we had announced a few weeks ago that Cookout was going to be the official quick service restaurant of uh, Darlington. They have such delicious food, oh. great service, uh, I think 40 different flavors of milkshakes. And uh, then as, as uh, you know, days went by and they saw the great reception and response they were getting from that, as we did, uh, we kept talking to Cookout and, and, you know, we said, hey, why don't we just, you know, take this up a level and let's become the, uh, let's become the, uh, uh, you know, let you all become the entitlement sponsor for the, for the race this year. And they agreed. And so we announced that about a week ago. And I think it's a great fit. I love the way it sounds, the Cookout Southern 500. I just right. like that. Uh, you know, they're a great uh, Southern brand. It's growing, very popular. they got about 260 stores in, in uh, 10 different states. And uh, uh, I think it's a great a great fit and hopefully one that can, um, uh, you know, we can continue and grow in the years ahead. Well, like I said, hopefully next year when things get back to normal, I'll be heading down to Darlington, and I might have to challenge somebody in a cookout burger contest. Because every time <laughs> I go, go. To, every time I go to cookout, I get the cookout tray with the the double the, the yeah. big double burger, mm-hmm. and and I get the uh, uh, the chicken nuggets and a water, and mm-hmm. that makes my, that makes my day and my my tummy uh, very happy. So uh, uh, that's absolutely amazing. Go. So uh, and also uh, like uh, a lot going on this weekend. You got the Xfinity race on uh, Saturday, which will be on NBC Television, and then the doubleheader mm-hmm. on Sunday with the Truck Series, which will be on FS1, and the Cup mm-hmm. Series race, which will be on NBC Sports Network, where the green flag will drop right. a little bit after uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Tharp, we we appreciate your time. Um, sure. I got to tell you, there's there's no better place to watch a race than Darlington Raceway, and I recommend to any of our listeners who have not had the chance, because from Atlanta to get to Darlington, it's it's not that long of a trip, uh, and we had a mm-hmm. great time, and um, the, just the the city and the vibe of it all is just amazing. So if you're a NASCAR fan, this is definitely the track you want to check off your list of tracks that you need to get out to and enjoy. Uh, Mr. Tharp, if our listeners want to get more information on what's going on at Darlington, uh, follow you guys on social media, where can they go to get all that information? Well, the best thing to go to, Alfred, is go to our website, and, and that is DarlingtonRaceway.com, and um, they've got all kinds of information on that. Uh, it's a great place to go, and uh, has all of our social media handles on there as well. So we appreciate our fans. Uh, we're going to be able to have some fans here on Sunday. We weren't able to have fans back in May, but able to have some fans here on Sunday, so we look forward to having them, and and uh, we look forward to uh, having all three national series here at our uh, race track here in just a few days well we're excited for the playoffs kickoff where they need to be uh started at which is the beautiful darlington raceway the wrigley field of nascar uh mr tharp thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on southern race Week radio enjoy your time this weekend and get plenty of rest uh next week after all the excitement of this upcoming weekend thank you so much for your time sir thank you alfred take care come see us again this is larry McReynolds of nascar on fox and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for the playoffs here in NASCAR in 2020. Just uh, earlier in the program, spoke to Kerry Tharp, the main man in charge over at Darlington, to uh, talk about everything getting prepared and ready for the uh, Southern 500 this weekend, which is uh, sponsored by uh, Cookout. 
So very excited for all the action. Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup on uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And to help us break down and make predictions for this year's 2020 playoffs in the NASCAR Cup Series, let's welcome in for the uh, from the Performance Racing Network, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Doug Turnbull! Hey. Woo! Hey, that's how you talk to celebrities. Not only are you the main, oh, one of the big men in charge over there at the Performance Racing Network, but you're also one of the most popular traffic reporters in the city of Atlanta. I mean, you're so dang awesome, they put you up in the traffic copter, which is not like, you know, they just don't put anybody up in there. They put Doug Purple yeah, up yeah, in there. They, they isolate very uh, special people that need to be away from large groups. I think that's what <laughs> I think that's really why they, they set me up there. Now, before we talk about the actual playoff run and the drivers involved, one driver that is not going to be involved uh, in this year's uh, chase will be uh, Jimmy Johnson. By the smallest of margins, not qualifying into the top sixteen. What are your thoughts on Jimmy not making it into the playoffs this year? Well, I, I think I would have rather seen Jimmy Johnson if he wasn't going to make the playoffs to like really miss it say like Eric Jones did, where he was eliminated by the end of stage one and was in a win-only scenario, I think I would have rather seen that than to see him get so close and there'd be the hope of him maybe with uh, you know, less than 10% chance of getting that eighth championship and setting a record. I, I think that's the part, the finality of the bat that it's his last season and just the record book will not show him winning eight cup championships unless something dramatically changes, right? right. Uh, that, I think that's the part that was the toughest stomach. I mean, I try not to root for people, but, we, but you do root for storylines mm-hmm. and it's more exciting to see Jimmy Johnson be a part of it and maybe, just maybe capture the magic. He wasn't supposed to win that seventh title either in 2016 and somehow he did. So, it, it, you, you feel like anything's possible, but the truth is the magic's been gone on that 48 team for the last three and a half years. And so right right now, it, I think it would be a miracle even if he won one more race, much less if he were to get it, actually made the playoffs and won the championship. So part of me is like glad we don't have to hear about the storyline that really isn't going to happen. But sentimentally, it would have been great to see one of the all-time big guys and one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history not end on a high note. But most drivers don't get to end on a high note, and at least Jimmy Johnson's getting to choose when he hangs up his helmet from a full-time driver. Not a lot of drivers get that choice. Speaking with Doug Turnbull here of the uh, Performance Racing Network as we discuss and preview the kickoff of the 2020 playoffs this weekend at Darlington. Now, take a look at the standings, Mr. Turnbull. Uh, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, the top two guys, 13 wins uh, between those two guys. So we can pretty much more than likely count on those two to be in the final four. But looking down the uh, the list here, we got Brad Keselowski, uh, Joey Logano, we got Chase Elliott, Martrix Jr. in those top six positions. Now, since we're out of Atlanta, we are all big Chase Elliott fans. We want Chase to do a little bit better than he did last year. He had the big win of the Roval that moved him on to the next round, but wasn't able to do much after that. Two wins on the season. He's in fifth position right now. What are your thoughts on Chase possibly? Do you think he can get into that Final Four? And if not, how far can he get into these playoffs? I think it would be unwise to bet completely against him for getting there, right? I I think that there's a very good possibility that Chase Elliott, he has the speed. It's just that so many people outside of our top two in the standings are so close. It's hard to say, well, is Chase Elliott more likely or Brad Keselowski or Joey Logano? I mean, you're splitting hairs. And if you look a little bit deeper, Albert, in the standings, Martin Truex Jr., who has really, to me, been the third or fourth best guy for the summer months, he's been one of those, okay, he might make the championship four guys. 
he's because of the uh, playoff points and the number of wins and all that. He's ranked sixth right now. From sixth to sixteenth, back to Benedetto, it's only like eight playoff points of separation going into the first race at Darlington. So how in the world can you really split too many hairs when you have only I think it's a six or eight point differential between ten drivers? Uh, granted, we haven't run the first playoff race yet. That's tough. And looking at the uh, top 16 drivers, and one name that is low on the list that you would not think would be that low down on the list is Kyle Busch. He's had a real oh, tough okay. year this year. He hasn't won in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kurt as well, down there at the 14th and 15th position. These are guys that you'd expect to win a race at least every year and, and get into the playoffs via a win. They haven't got a win this season. Kyle has really struggled um, a lot this season. And they are going to probably need a win to possibly advance in the next round. Do you see any of the Bush brothers or maybe anyone that's down low in the standings that needs a win? Do you see any of those drivers possibly getting an upset in one of these first three races to be able to sneak their way into the second round? It's hard for me to think that those two guys won't figure out a way to finish average 12th or better with points going through these first three races. But Kurt Bush has been super quiet lately. Kyle Bush has shown more speed. I would bet more in favor. If I had to pick one Bush brother or the other to advance into the round of 12, I would say Kyle. But it's just so hard. All three of these tracks, Darlington, Richmond second, Bristol third, favor veterans. So when I look at more Cole Custers, Austin Dillons, Alex Bowmans, William Byron, Matt Benedetto, those are the guys that I'm more willing to bet against. And that's so easy. You know there's going to be a surprise driver that falls out, but those are the guys when you just look at performance, I'm saying Custer, Dillon, Benedetto, and Bowman, then I'm thinking, eh, not as much for those first three. Oh, I will point out with Alex Bowman, though, he led a bunch of laps and had a runner-up finish at one of those first two Darlington races after the pandemic shutdown. But, Alfred, who were the two drivers that won those two Darlington races this year? You may have heard of them, Harvick and Hamlin. The race on Darlington, uh, who do you like to uh, – who do you see possibly coming away there with a the checkered flag? Who won those last two, Harvick and Hamlin. Hard to bet against those two. They've got the hot hand right now. I would think that Martin Truex Jr. would be a good part of that discussion. But as far as, like, maybe an upset driver in the back of the playoffs, the only one I could think of, only based upon May's results, would be Alex Bowman. Uh, Alex Bowman was strong in both Darlington races, and he had a problem in the second one, and I think he crashed out or finished far back. But, but I, I don't see any big surprise story sticking out. Uh, Brad Keselowski, I think, is really pretty good at Darlington, and he won the Southern 500 two years ago in 2018. So Keselowski, I think, would be good, but he's not an underdog pick. So I, I really think Harvick Hamlin, maybe Keselowski. Uh, it's hard to look past those guys. Well, we're looking forward to the playoffs kicking off here Sunday at Darlington. And once again, thanks to uh, Doug Turnbull. Maybe in a few weeks, Doug, when we get to the second round, we can have you back on and maybe take a look at those three tracks that will be in the second round and, and your thoughts on the playoff picture at that point, my friend, because uh, there's no one who knows their NASCAR more than Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network. And he also does a podcast as well, Doug. So let me give you an opportunity to plug your, your uh, podcast as well if you want to get some more uh, NASCAR info and information. Get that right there on that podcast. Tell us about that, Doug. For sure. Uh, Chase's Uncle Dan. Uh, Dan Elliott and I, and also Eric Von Hessler, a talk host on my home station, 95.5 WSB. We all do a podcast together called Five to Go. We pretty much do discussions just like this. It's five, five racing topics or so that we take a deep dive on each week and kind of dip on both the fan and the insider analysis and dance case. And, and try to come up with some stuff for fans. Five to go. Find it on Apple. And yeah, Apple iTunes, go, PRN.com, as well as the website there. And, uh, Doug, if our listeners want to keep up with you, because you do a lot of great tweeting during the NASCAR races as well. So if our listeners want to keep up with other NASCAR news and everything going on, where can they follow you on Twitter? 
I, I try to when I can. Yeah, at Doug Turnbull, and Turnbull is spelled like a left turn and a male cow. T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L. At Doug Turnbull on Twitter, and I'd love to connect with you all on there. This is Natalie Decker, driver for Nice Motorsports, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans here on Southern Race Week. Uh, whether you're tuning in via the radio uh, stations at Karis or through our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, you name it, we've got you covered right here. And as we go toward the end of every race season, Alfie and I uh, like to start giving our own, uh, I guess you could say side wagers or personal opinions of who we think is going to win. May not necessarily be our favorite driver to win the win the, the cup, the chase, the win it all, but it might be just the guy that we think is uh, going to be the one that's going to pull it out. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at WB Radio Network, as always, every week you can. And you can also find us, uh, of course, on me on Instagram, at William Barber. And, of course, Alfie at Alfie underscore 19 on Twitter. And uh, also, uh, you can find us uh, anytime, SRW Radio on Twitter. Well, first, the tracks that are part of the playoffs and the drivers who are eligible to go. Now, the first round will be the next three races, which is at Darlington, Richmond, and the Bristol Night Race, the first round, and then it'll be Las Vegas, Talladega, and Charlotte for the second round, then Kansas, Texas, and Martinsville in the third round, and then Phoenix on November 8th will be the final race, and that'll crown the champion. Here are the uh, top 16 drivers uh, who are on the playoffs right now. William, we have Kevin Harvick, your number one driver, seven wins on the season, Denny Hamlin in second position. With six wins, Brad Keselowski in third with three wins. Joe Dagano is fourth with two wins. Chase Elliott from Dawsonville, Georgia with two wins is in the fifth position. Martin Truex Jr. in sixth with a win. Ryan Blaney in seventh with a win. Alex Bowman in eighth with a win. William Byron in ninth with a win. Austin Dillon in tenth in with a win. And Cole Custer in the 11th position with a win. Uh, Eric Almirola is in 12th, no wins of the season. Clint Boyer in 13th with no wins. Kyle Busch in 14th position, also with no wins. Kurt Busch in 15th with no wins. And Matt Benedetto rounding out the top 16, also with no wins on the season, uh, William. So those are your top 16 drivers that will be uh, battling it out for the championship. And last year, William, Chase Elliott did extremely well in the playoffs. He wanted the Roval last year to advance to the next round, but kind of fizzled out after that. He's in fifth with two wins. Uh, on the season. So let's talk, let's focus on Chase right now, Williamson's. Of course, he is the hometown hero from Dawsonville. Uh, what, what do you think Chase's chances are of getting to the Final Four? And if he doesn't get to the Final Four, uh, how far do you think he can get into this thing? Well, you know, with Chase, it, it would be great for him if in the final uh, set of races, there were more Charlotte Robles, <laughs> right. uh, more road courses, because that's where Chase shines. Uh, and a lot of that is because of his experience uh, in cutting his teeth in the Legends program. You know what I mean? Because if you can drive a Legends car left and right, left and right, you can drive anything, they say. But I, I like Chase's chances, but I'd like him a whole lot more if there were more uh, road course action. Um, and Chase is, is a great guy for the short track, mile and a half, two-mile tracks. But when it comes to Talladega, that's going to be a hell Mary right there. And, a, and, a, and I'll get out because you never know who's going to win Talladega. It could be the guy that's in last place is not even in the chase. Yeah. So it's going to be a good mix to see who can maintain throughout. And 
I've got a name, and I hate to say it because he's, 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 he's a cool cat, but I'm going to let you go first of who you think is going to be standing out proud. Well, well, I don't know right now, William, but one, one thing I do want to kind of discuss with you here, William, and get your thoughts are, are the Bush brothers. They are currently 14th and 15th. Right now, they'd be in the bottom four that'd be eliminated after the first round. So, um, Kyle and Kurt. Well, is it possible that one, both of them might not advance to the next round? Or do you see both of them I, advancing to the I next say round? There's a not, I say there's a 95% chance because they're so low on the totem pole and because their season has been such a mixed bag of, 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 of opportunities. You know, mm-hmm. Kirk Bush sitting with only 14 top tens. Kyle Bush, I, Kyle Bush to be only setting with one pole and 11 top fives, something's wrong in the Bush series. And I'm not talking about the Bush racing series, which is right. now called something else. I'm talking about the Las Vegas, Nevada uh, family duo of Kyle and Kurt. Um, there's something going on there. And I think there's a 95% chance that they will be out in the first round. Okay, William. Um, let's do this. Let's pick okay. our top four. Who, who do you think will be? Your final four going into Phoenix. Final four going into Phoenix. Let's see how many of these can, we can nail. I'm going to say for sure Kevin Harvick. All right. I am going to say uh, Brad Keselowski. Okay. I'm going to say Chase Elliott. All right. And Joey Logano. So you don't think Denny Hamlin will get into the final? Uh, hey, it's hey. You know what? Okay. Uh, uh, Denny and and the team. You know, uh, they don't have any polls for the season, and you've got to start on front to be able to get out there and to be out there and stay out there. He's a great racer in the pinch, but with the racing series set up the way it is, you got to win the stages as much as you got to win the races at That's this true. point now. You know, a win does not, a win will get, get you around and everything like that, but you got to win the stage points as well. And all right. All right. Well, this is my pick. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I'll go with Denny Hamlin. I'll go with Chase Elliott and I'm going to go with Joey Logano. I think that's going to be my, uh, my four right there, William, but uh, we'll, we'll find out if we're, we'll find out if we're right here in a few weeks. We'll see how many we get uh, correct. So the playoffs uh, can, uh, will kick off this weekend in Darlington, William. And then after three races, the bottom four, will be eliminated. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, the NASCAR season is getting ready to go into the chase, and the Indy boys and the IRL boys are making their way through the series as well. Uh, and this is Southern Race Week. I'm uh, William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, sitting high atop his pit box is the producer to the stars. This is Alfie uh, getting uh, Kerry Tharp on there from Darlington Speedway. Great job there. And then, of course, uh, we love having Fireball Roberts, uh, as I call him, Doug Turnbull, uh, on the old show there. Uh, Doug is a uh, great guy. Uh, not only can you hear him on uh, PRN, but you also hear him doing traffic reports on WSB Radio and WSB TV here in Atlanta, where we are based out of. I, yes, sir. Alfie, uh, you know, um, you, you, really, you really ought to consider this as a full-time job. Thank you, producing, William. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking shows. about it. I'm thinking about it. So, uh, so yeah, of course, uh, William. Glad to do it for you, sir. You know, I, I just work my heart, my heart out for you, buddy. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Bro. And and then uh, if you missed any of the program this week, we'll have this episode up as a podcast 
on Monday on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Yeah, so, and, don't uh, and also you can check out all the uh, previous episodes of the season one portion of the Southern Race Week uh, radio podcast. All right. Well, listen to folks. Don't forget, if you've got something coming up, uh, check us out on Facebook. Messengers is there. You can always shoot us an email at Alpe. SRWradio at yahoo.com is the email address, William. Yahoo.com. And also, don't forget, you can always get in touch with us on Twitter, WB Radio Network for me, uh, Alfie underscore 19 for Alfie, and, of course, SRW Radio uh, for the radio show. Each and every week, we invite you to tell your family, friends, cousins, neighbors, go to a short track, super speedway racetrack anywhere near you, and always make sure you are right back here as we give you another weekly edition of Southern Race Week. I'm William Barber. I'm Alfie. Until then, y'all have a great one. We'll see you.